Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to talk Sabres hockey. Let's get the inside story. Here's Sabres head coach, Don Granado. The Don Granado Show is being brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. By Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Now with head coach Don Granado, here's Howard Simon and Jeremy White. All right, I've not heard from the head coach of the Sabres. Once we hear from Mr. Granado, we will get him on the show. Uh, in the meantime, we will proceed on our discussions on the Bills. I did have a, a turnover stat I wanted to share with you, too. 803-0550 to join us uh, as we discuss the Bills, the passing offense, Miami. You want to start talking about Cincinnati? That's fine, although pretty much we're talking about what happened on Sunday. Can I make an uh, observation yeah. while we're waiting for Don? Or is he on the line? Yeah. No, he's, you're okay. All right. My observation on all this is <laughs> I guess I'm surprised how many people – are surprised by people wanting to talk about the team. <laughs> you know, like, there's almost, yesterday, it was kind of frustrating. Like, they won the game, we got through it, it's great, everybody's happy. And then people talked about the game, and there seems to be a select group of Bills fans that are surprised that people want to talk about it. We haven't experienced this that much. Yeah. And what it, what, by that I mean, a bad loss, finger quotes, ugly loss in the regular season, gets talked about as a, hmm, how do they sharpen things up? We want them to peak, make sure they're in the best possible position in the playoffs. And that's, we're used to that. Mm -hmm. We're used to, hey, they won a game, but they didn't look too sharp. Let's talk about other postseason wins under Sean McDermott, right? Year one, they lose to Jacksonville. We're just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Year two, the Houston. Houston game, it's about a loss, but holy cow. I mean, Allen looks like the real deal. This thing's going in the right direction. The following year, they beat the Colts. They beat the Ravens. And we're we're all just happy they just thrilled to be in the AFC title game, right? I mean that that absolutely wasn't. I mean, if I could ever not be bothered by losing in an AFC championship game, that was it. Right. It was more steps forward. Yep. Last year, it's not about how they played ugly; it's how they let it get away. Mm -hmm. 
And now we enter the time where it's Super Bowl or bust. The whole year has been about that. Super Bowl or bust. You're the two seed. So when you win a game where you're a 13.5-point favorite and it looked a little bit dicey, I think it's just totally normal for people to be a little bit spooked by it. You weren't supposed to be trailing Miami at home. No. And you were, and you did. And Cincinnati wasn't supposed to trail Baltimore at home. And they did. So I don't think it means anybody is... I guess I just want anybody to be surprised. And I also think no one should be surprised that Ken Dorsey's name comes up a lot. It's his first year as the offensive coordinator. He is one of the new pieces. If it were Brian Dable, what would we say? Well, it's the same guy it was before. Same quarterback as before. Anything that has been changed or different was, of course, going to be a place where people kind of focused in and talked about Ken Dorsey. So, I don't know, I, I just, I mean, frustrated might not be the right word, but seeing the number of people saying, like, wow, I can't believe people are talking like this. Hmm. They won. Like, this is how it always works. In the regular season and now in the postseason, when you're supposed to win a game and you're a heavy favorite and it gets scary, I think anybody's going to come out of, out of that saying, like, whoa. You know, I okay, a few different things. I'll try and remember everything that's in my head right now. This is life when you are the Bills or the Chiefs, and I think yeah. now the Bengals. Look, the Bengals have not played that great down the stretch. They're they're what are they won nine straight, ten straight, straight, whatever it is. I went back and looked at some of their games. Last half dozen games, they're averaging like twenty five well, points a game. They played a good half against New England and then disappeared. They didn't play that well against Baltimore. They should have blown the Ravens out the other day. They were playing there. Backup quarterback, yeah. and so they the Bengals have not played great games down the stretch, but they're winning. But you can look at it and go, guys, they're not at the top of their game. Well, same thing's going on with the Bills. That's all. Sometimes I think the Chiefs are the same too. We're going to get to Don Granado. So last point on this: when the Chiefs almost lose to the Texans, I don't hear a lot of people around here saying like, "Yeah, but they won." That's all that matters. I hear, "Yeah, but look at them. They didn't mm-hmm. look that good." That's right. If we can apply that, they didn't look that good as a. Hey, maybe there's and they areas for improvement. Yeah. You know, you do it for your opponents, you do it for your own team. So, anyway, they, on to Cincinnati. They didn't look that good. But we're on to Cincinnati. They're coming here. That's right, but we're still yeah, on no, to I, them. Uh, so we get to your calls. We hey, we got lines open if you want to get in. Eight zero three zero five fifty to join us. The uh, Sabers are in Chicago, and they will take on the Blackhawks tonight at eight thirty. Uh, we'll have it here on WGR. We are joined on our Western Hotline by Sabers coach Don Granado. Don, good morning. It's Howard and Jeremy. How you doing today, sir? Good morning, guys. Good, thank you. Listen, we got an idea. Don't play Monday games. <laughs> That's a great idea. Should have thought of it a couple weeks ago. What do you? You know, I, I know we had we had John last Tuesday. I feel like I'm going to ask you some of the same questions. It, it was did that game remind you it was a better opponent for sure? You can't say that, but I can. But did that game remind you of the previous Monday where there just didn't seem to be any life? Uh, it was very uh, eerily similar, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mentioned last week. Just it, it, our guys looked emotionally drained and uh, tired, and and um, you know, two two nights in a row, coming off a, a big Saturday night win and then a Monday game. Um, hopefully, it's not a pattern because we yeah. have the same schedule next week. So that'll be our challenge uh, as as we move through this week and into next week. Yeah, it, you know. Um... Losses in four or five. Now, all, all losses, all wins are different, I guess, because the Philly game was just a, a stinker. You played well against Seattle, lost. You played really well against Winnipeg. Their goalie stole a couple points. So they're not all the same. But losses in four or five, are you concerned that there's something emerging here? The coaching staff needs to nip in the bud. I, I'm not concerned that something's emerging. I, I think we're, 
unfortunately, we we continue to um, you know evolve as a team. Obviously, we state the the age of our our guys, the um, experience level that they're gaining, and and unfortunately, this is part of gaining experience. Is you you win a few, you start feeling a little better, um, and lose attention to some of the details and pay a price and that's gaining experience and um you know we, we as you mentioned we 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 the Philly game I thought we you know we we just weren't good enough they were they were ready for us um the Winnipeg and Seattle game we outchanced them and had and could have easily won those games just as easily as we as we didn't win them so um those could have went either way um, could have been something as, as little as just the psyche or the compete or a little bit of attention to detail, but um, but no, I think this is un- unfortunately part of the process, and I think our guys will push through it and be better. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the offense, and and I had a follow up on the power play, but I think they can kind of go together in the same question. Eleven goals for in the last five games. Anything you're seeing uh, uh, from a coaching staff's perspective? Because obviously, you know, you were. Might still be, I don't know, but we're the highest scoring team in the league. It's cooled off lately. What's what do you think is going on there? Yeah, I think this. I think just what we're talking about. I think we've, you know, this has been a tough. If you look at our schedule, we've had uh, it's something close to twelve games in this stretch in nineteen days. So, you know, lots of trying to 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 get up high. Um, obviously, we had a, a real big high, like we talked about in Nashville with a big win. You fly, you get home at 3 a.m. Um, you know, we skated that day just to get the lactic acid out. So you get home at 3 a.m., you skate at noon or 11.30 in the morning for short, and then you play at 1 o'clock the next day. Um, so so I think, you know, again, managing, handling the schedule, um, the grind of it when you don't – you're not going to feel good uh, physically – playing in any of these games anymore it's just too many games in too short of time to to feel good and to feel like you've um you you have you know mass amounts of energy you're playing on a lot less energy and and that's tricky because you got to learn to adjust your game and i mentioned post game last night kyle akposo is one guy that as a veteran guy knows how to do that and he knows how to adjust his game uh play more efficient and more effective with respect to that. And that's the process we're, we're learning to adapt to. I want to ask you about Tage Thompson and all the attention he's getting. I think we even brought that up last week, too. He's now got a season-high five-game goal-scoring drought. After the year he had in 2021 when he was out of his gourd, you know, the, the bar gets raised, right? Expectations get raised, and, you know, you, we kind of expect him to score all the time. Do you – did you – do you need to have a discussion with him to make sure he doesn't bear any extra weight on his shoulders by the raised expectations? Yeah, of course. We'll we'll continue to talk with him as we would all the guys for for those reasons. As you as you build, you get better. Clearly, expectations rise on all of us uh, as a team individually, and you you need to make sure those expectations don't interfere with your with your group and and again when you're when you're fresh all of this is much easier but i can tell you you know nobody's going to be fresh with the amount of games we've played so um 
you know, you at various times start pressing, complicating things that would be simple. Uh, and, and we, you know, just that phrase I mentioned, complicate what could be simple. You, you can see it even early on in the game as, as yesterday. We, we, there were simple plays to be made, and we, we complicated them. And that is a, that's a sure sign of, of fatigue. And then, you know, frustration can follow and wars can happen. And so you've got to learn to intercept that cycle and, and regain some composure knowing you're not going to be at your best, even though you want to be at your best. And, and again, you, you know, we all want to be at our best. It's just, you can't be frustrated when you're not. And I've seen that with our group and with Tay specifically. Um, pardon me. You mentioned fresh. I did want to ask you about uh, Quinn and Paterka. Uh, they got a couple games off. I know. They, I mean, they definitely had some jump the other night. Uh, do you think there was a benefit there? Do you get a sense that maybe that little break helped both those guys? It did. It, it definitely helped them. Um, I know. Just statistically, uh, they had the. They, they were very impactful in the game in Nashville. Um, scored a couple of really key goals. Cousins won. Quinn another. JJ was involved, uh, and they hadn't scored much in the you know, eight or nine or 10 previous games. Uh, so, so much to what we're saying, they kind of hit a wall. Um, and we had the opportunity with a 23 man roster to just give them uh, a few, a couple games, a few days to, to just sit back and breathe. And they came back with much more jump and they, they had pretty good energy yesterday as well. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it was uh, a benefit to, to be able to do that because it, it did it did help those two. Well, appreciate you joining us. I know you had a travel day, or at least it was an afternoon game, so you didn't travel in the middle of the night. But uh, good luck tonight against Chicago, Don. And as always, thank you for giving us some time on the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. That is Mr. Don Granado on our Western Hotline. And his segment here on WGR was brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth by Losi and Ganji. Workers' Compensation and Personal Injury Attorneys Working Hard for Hardworking Western New Yorkers. We uh, are taking your call. Sorry, 803-0550 to join us. We are getting connected with our fans. That's what we love to do. And we're off to Jimmy in Miami next. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. um, You know, I was watching the um, San Francisco game this weekend. And uh, I tell you, they are scary good. And Debo Samuel's back. Uh, and um, he is just an amazing, exciting player to watch, explosive. Um, and it's amazing the things that they do with him. But what I wanted to say is we have a guy, of course, we have uh, Diggs, who, who also is amazing and, and explosive. But we have another guy that I think we could be using more, and that's James Cook. I'm not saying to put James Cook out there as a wide receiver and turn him into a wide receiver, but the things that they do with Samuel are things that we could do with Cook. Put him in, the, like if he's in the backfield, he goes in motion. He, they, we put him in the slot. He's a great receiver. He's explosive. He's fast. He's elusive. I think there are things that we could game plan with Cook and get him in space where things that Cincinnati has not seen or and if we get past Cincinnati, Kansas City, there's, there's things that, that hopefully that um, Dorsey can game plan and get him in space because he can be a terrific uh, weapon for us. And I, I just don't think we're using him enough. And I just wanted to hear what you guys would, 
would think about that. Um, that's all I had, really. Appreciate Jimmy. Yeah, they've been bringing him along. I was just yeah. looking at his yeah. first half of the season. Cook had twenty eight carries. Second half of the season, he had sixty one. So basically, doubled his yep. workload. And the numbers and were pretty close the other day in carries. I, I think twelve attempts, snaps. Maybe Singletary had a little edge in snaps. I got to double check snap counts. Receptions is the same too. Like he had seven catches in the first eight games, and fourteen in the next eight games. I'm with you. I mean, I think we've been all, all of us have been asking for an increased workload, and it was coming, as Jeremy just mentioned, towards the end of the regular season. You could see that. Was it the? I think it was the New England game. Maybe it flipped, where Cook had more snaps than Singletary. That might have been the game where Devin Knight put, put a ball on the carpet that day or on the turf that day, sorry. Um, yes, I'm all for that. I do think Dorsey does scheme that stuff. This kind of ties in a little bit to our discussion on on Josh and how the passing game operated the other day against Miami. I think they're... You know, there are moments where guys, running backs, were open. There were no targets for Cook. There were no targets for Singletary. I'm going to guess they were open on plays, but the quarterback opted to take something else. I do think they're giving Cook more. I'd like to see even more from him. I think he should clearly be the number one back, but I believe they are doing a better job of increasing his workload. You know, they... Was it Bruce Nolan? I think Bruce had a tweet or humor. Patrick Moran about trying to read into how coaches trust young guys and how... They come along with certain guys. Like Edmund starts from day one. Uh, Trey started from day one. Rousseau, right? They got him right out there as a rookie. But other guys like Elam, can they're give, still can I, can working I, in. And, can I give you a theory? Yeah, go ahead. If they're good enough, they play. Yeah, so what they <laughs> see in practice determines where, how much yeah. they trust them. Shakir, Cook. Like, we'll watch certain guys and go, hey, why isn't Elam starting all the time now? Why isn't Cook the number one back? Because they're building they're they're earning the trust of the coaching staff. I think Cook has earned it is my point. And I do expect bigger things from James Cook going forward. I do think he's the number one back on this team right now. So, but but they have been giving him a little more workload, Jimmy, to your point. They I think they're they've noticed it too. He can be a bigger playmaker than Singletary can in this offense. The top 23 spots in the draft have been locked in. The next 4 get determined this week. So how it works is the four teams that lose will slot in 25 to 28 in reverse order of their final regular season records. Hmm. All right. So 23 slots, four more this week, and then, you know, the conference championships. Not that I, we're all thinking about the draft just yet, but last night Tampa got slotted in. because See, this is what I mean is why I got to it. Hmm. Tampa, despite huh. being like the yeah, last the team, is... they went all the way up to 18th. Did they? Because they're, they have a bad record, right? So I'm, you... I'm sorry, not – if you just did draft sp- spots based on their record, they would have been higher, right? I mean, they they dropped because they made the playoffs. Who right? the, the Bucks? The Bucks. Yeah, but Baltimore got eliminated. Yeah. Minnesota, L.A., oh, right. Seattle. So the Bucks are nineteenth because they had a worse record than all of those teams. Right. They were the worst team to get eliminated. Detroit picks eighteenth. The first playoff team hmm. on the draft board is Tampa. Quarterback? How could they not? Unless they go and bring in like a veteran somehow, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Jameis Winston just popped into my head. There will be. I mean, right? There are going to be some. We think Derek Carr is going to be traded. Maybe right. There's speculation yesterday that the Ravens would franchise tag and then trade Lamar Jackson. So I mean, there. You know what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo? There are going to be some veteran name guys. The the most interesting thing about a potential trade of Lamar, what's the price? Joe, got a guess? What's the price for a former MVP, 
but about to get a big contract, you'd have to know you're going to get the contract done. Well, if they tag him, the price is there's a it's set, right? I got to look it up. You don't it doesn't the tag come with a certain number of first round picks? The story I saw was that they would put a non-exclusive tag on him. So they retain his rights, but then if someone offers a contract, they wouldn't match it and they'd get the compensation. Isn't that compensation preset on the tag? I think what you do is you place the franchise tag. He doesn't sign it. Yeah. You trade him. Then he signs with his new team. Yeah. But the compensation, I thought the compensation was determined by placing the tag. I might I might be wrong. That's only if they go through if the they, process, I think. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like, like a first, couple first-round picks, whatever the heck it would be. And he'd have to sign it. So All right. you, I think what I, what I have here is you can only be traded until you sign it. And then you can't. Oh, You okay. can't be traded once okay. you sign it. Okay. Three first-round picks. You think that's the price? Minimum. Isn't that what Watson got traded for? Like, to me, he is the benchmark for anything that happens with Jackson. Fully guaranteed contract, three first-round picks, maybe a quarterback back just so that Baltimore has something to work with. I don't know how competent that quarterback can be depending on the team. Like, if it's the Dolphins, they'll probably want Tua. If it's the Jets, like, no thanks, we'll just start over. (laughs) Um, But I think three first-round picks is got to be the minimum. But the price, if they don't match, is is two first-round picks. Got it. Nancy, I'd be, I'd be, I would want more back for Lamar Jackson. Sean Payton's getting a first round pick. I, I would like at least three first round picks for a, a young. Is your franchise quarterback you're trading okay. for? Is two first round picks for Lamar a good idea for how many teams? That's the thing. Like it's not thirty two buyers, thirty one mm-hmm. buyers. Yeah. It might be five, five teams to think about it. Who's and, got extra ones this year? I mean, it's not even about extra ones. Who's willing to give up two firsts yeah. to 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 pay a quarterback huge money mm-hmm. and obliterate the rookie quarterback contract window? You wouldn't get the benefit of that. No, because you would. What would be the point of? Yes, right. You couldn't even if you signed him and tagged him. What would be the point? Why would you want to do that? You'd be trading it for the guy for a long term answer. Here's the other question. I love Lamar. I think I think Baltimore's. Baltimore's probably screwed either way because they've built a bad system around him, and if they move on from him, I have no idea what they do for their next quarterback. There also is the discussion of him missing 10 games the last two years now and having some injury issues, and you're about to make him a $45 million-a-year quarterback, but he's missed time the last couple years after being fairly durable his first few seasons. There are odds. Lamar Jackson's next team, if not the Ravens. Miami? Miami is not listed. Okay. New England. New England is the favorite Ooh. at plus 400. How'd you like that? New England, the That's favorite. That's fine. That's a good move for New England. I mean, how'd you like that for the Bills? Get him in the um, division? It's fine. They'll be okay. But, I, I like Lamar, but he's not going to make me freak out about being in the division. The Jets are second at plus 450. How about now? I think Lamar makes both of those teams much better. I think if he's the Jets quarterback, they are the... they are. I think they are in the tier with the Bills if they get Lamar Jackson. Their defense is that good. They have a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, they, they, have an, they have an elite receiver for the next 10 years. They have another good receiver. They have good offensive linemen if they could stay healthy. Like To me, the running back is elite. Like What don't they have if they have Lamar Jackson? They have everything. Yeah. Yeah. If two is healthy, you would put Jets ahead of Miami, though, based I assume yes. based on the Jets' defense being superior? Yes, I would. And New England gets Lamar. What would how would that change your opinion of the Patriots? 
Who's the Who's the coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, maybe. Right. I mean, they're certainly better. But I don't. Are they a Super Bowl contender? No. But they're a team I might see in the playoffs. Defense is good. Yeah. I would respect it. I think the Jets, though, it's it's scary if he goes to the Jets. Hmm. Okay. I res- I like him. I would still not be freaking out over Lamar Jackson coming into the division to any of the other three teams. Two of them would obviously have a major upgrade by bringing Lamar Jackson. And two a healthy, I think, could have had a really good year this year. By the way, next couple teams in these odds, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Tampa are the other teams. Atlanta should do it. Atlanta should definitely Atlanta do should it. do it. Yeah. That yeah, also they, just, really Atlanta, options, Atlanta yeah. with Pitts and Drake London. And, and, that, Lamar, divi- and that division is, a, is just waiting for somebody to grab Atlanta it. should do it. They yeah, could, take, they could right. take control of the division for five years yeah. right off the bat. You're right. They, no, they, would, they would be the prohibitive favorite to win the division next year if they got him down there. Because Carolina has no quarterback. And that New franchise Orleans has what? That franchise has fallen into obscurity, and he would put them back on the map. Since the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who knows what Tampa's doing. Yeah, Atlanta would have the best quarterback in the division. Easy at that point. 803-0550 to join us. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get to your calls. Uh, we got Pick the Bills, the playoff edition coming up as well. So stay tuned for that on WG. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey! Hey! 
And I think it's a balancing act that you deal with any time you have great football players, especially at the quarterback position, because there's times where you have to try to fit a ball in a tight window or take a chance on a play because you got a one-on-one -on -one matchup with one of your better receivers on a DB. So it's always a balancing act, no matter you know who the quarterback is, when you, know, you have confidence in that guy and his playmaking ability. And you have the confidence to, if we do make a mistake, come back the next play and still throw a pass. That's where we're at with Josh, but it is a making sure that we are playing smart, not conservative. You know, and there's times where we do want to take those opportunities and there's times where it's, hey, let's check it down or, or whatever the, the situation might be. That is Ken Dorsey from yesterday's Zoom call with the media. He was asked about the balancing act between Josh and the offense being aggressive and I think the term might have been reining him in for lack of a better yeah. way to put it. That was his answer. A couple of callers have been like mad about that idea. That's the offensive coordinator saying it. Yeah, right. So yell at him, <laughs> not us. Yeah. Uh, and he did say, I, f I found my notes, like he was asked about the back-to-back -back deep shots with Gabe Davis. I know that's a series that bugged me. And so on the first play, first one was called based on they were playing the sticks, felt we had a chunk play, we got a good protection on the play, had a one-on-one -on -one matchup, didn't hit the play. The next throw is, in Dorsey's words, second one is one you learn from, could have been more of a possession pass. All right, so Josh, check it down next time. Get a positive play. You know, also a suggestion. I mean, not really a suggestion. Like, Bills, don't actually listen to me. I'm just openly wondering. Back shoulder there? How about one of those? Mm, that would have been nice. Like, if you've got yeah. if you've got those opportunities, you know, we've seen Allen and Diggs hit that before where you're going to read that instead of going 50 yards downfield. Yeah. You know, just – The guy's running hard with the wide yeah, receiver just, down the sideline. Right, peep back at the quarterback and back shoulder. Those are indefensible when they're or, executed well. Maybe it draws pass interference yeah. if the guy grabs onto you, bumps into you, whatever the case may be. And they're be. very safe. They're very safe throws. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully they uh, light things up this week with the – Bengals. Howard picks the Bills. We pick the rest of the playoffs. It is time. It's time for Howard to pick the Bills. Picking the Bills. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. It's just fun. I'm not here just defending myself, but all those pickers out there have been caught. Picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. You're doing what? They're the best team in football right now. It feels like a century ago. every one of them. Who has to suffer the shame and humiliation because of people like you? It's just a stupid exercise. It's completely random. Please, don't try and overthink it. On WGR. Are we not human? If we pick, do we not bleed? Sports Radio 550. Pick the Bills is brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. So, looking at the bracket, AFC, 1, 2, 3, 4. NFC, one, two, five, six. Make it through. Well, the three and the four were teams not many people believed in. Yep. For Tampa bad. Minnesota bad. All right. Joe, let's start with uh, Saturday's games. Giants, Eagles. Hmm. Giants luck runs Isaiah, out. Isaiah Hodgins goes for 250 and three scores. He has the Davis game. <laughs> Eight for two, yeah. uh, 14 and four touchdowns. Does that mean Jalen Hurts wins the game with 13 seconds? Well, pushes it to overtime? <laughs> Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Eagles. Eagles win. Kansas City and 
Jacksonville. Jaguars. No, I'm just kidding. Are they your Jaguars now, Joe? I think they have to be. Yeah, okay. I think they're your Jaguars. I've been That's on this since September. I'm, I'm yep. fine. I am love them being my Jaguars. They've, done, is, they've done well by me. This is just enemy of my enemy is my friend because you both hate the Titans. And that's, yes. that's how you bonded. Yes. All right. Chiefs. 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 Okay. Ugh. Niners, Cowboys. My bet dies if the Cowboys don't win this. Yes. Joe has the field. I have oh, the right. Niners and, and the, the Eagles. The field now. It's Now it's just Eagles not, Eagles and Niners against Cowboys and Giants. Yep. That is not It's not, not going well great. for you. No. Since you called the Niners a fraud, I'm not sure if they've lost. And. <laughs> like, and they've been doing it with a set with a Mr. Relevant. Are they won eleven straight now? I don't think it's eleven. Okay. I gotta um, check it out. It might be close though. But he's is he is he ascending beyond it's just Shanahan making him good yet? I don't quite think so, but he is very, very good at doing what Shanahan wants him to do. I also think there needs to be credit. He is making some nice yes, plays. He is. This is not just Game manager. He's no. moving. He's hitting guys. He's sliding around. He's moving around. He's throwing on on the run. He's really making some nice plays in that offense. They've won eleven games in a row. Okay, eleven in Their a row. Their last loss was against Kansas City. They got blown out. October twenty third. Niners. Man, brutal. Yeah. Niners. Niners. All right. Bills. Bengals. Howard picks it. So you you asked me earlier, you know, we were saying I I'm not feeling the stress yet. I'm in I'm not feeling anything. I'm numb today. I I'm not under any kind of substance. So I wish I was. Um, you asked me earlier about how I'm am I nervous for the game? All that, how many t- and I thought how many times have I been nervous before a Bills game? Like really thought you know what guys they could lose this game. The only answer for the rest of, is the other Cincinnati game. It's the only other game that I can think of where I thought. You know, they might lose. I mean, I felt pretty good about every other game, right? Maybe Kansas City, but they were playing well at the beginning of the season. Even the opener against the Rams. We knew they'd blow out the Titans. Name a game. Nothing else in the division. It's just Cincinnati. So, having said that, I'm still really nervous. I'm still worried about the matchup that I was the first time around. The Bills secondary against those receivers. Will you judge who wins the game by who is leading with eight minutes left in the first quarter? Because... Oh my! I have to stop the ga- for a second. The game that got stopped yeah. and got canceled. There are plenty yeah. of people. Well, the Seven Bengals three. were winning. Like, yeah, well, eight minutes well, in did, or whatever. Did I can't remember? Did someone call a post game show about that game and say, "Well, the Bengals probably would have ended up scoring on every drive." Basically, yeah. I mean, they went right down the field on the first drive. So yes, I'm worried about that. Maybe the offensive line issues can negate that a little bit, but yeah, that's my biggest concern. I think this is going to be the game that we thought. I think it'll be high scoring. I think you better get over 30 points in this game. I think the Bills absolutely can do that. Nervous as hell. Going to be a freak. Don't anybody talk to me this weekend. (laughs) I'm hunkering down starting Saturday at 9 a.m. for some reason. I'll take the Bills. I think this will be the game. Their best offensive game. They're going to rise to the occasion. I think they'll have that complete game we've been wondering about, clamoring for. I think Josh is going to have a big game, and I think it's going to be a shootout between two really tremendous quarterbacks, and the Bills will win. Picks the Bills. By the way, if it's close, Tyler Bass, been good. Evan McPherson, shaky. If it's close, the Bills have an edge on paper in the kicking game. One quick thing on this. You know, you, we've talked a lot about how the Bills win over Miami has people a little shaken, a yes. little nervous. I would say I'm in that group a little bit. Those, yes. those kinds of wins where you win and you say, yeah, but, they're over. Mm-hmm. You don't have any more. If you beat Cincinnati, no matter how you beat Cincinnati, I promise you, 
Bills fans that oh, are up, that are upset about some Bills fans worried about the Miami game. Not a soul no, we'll will pumped. worry about how it looks. No. The same is true of Kansas City. The same is true of the Super Bowl. You know, we can make jokes that oh, they're going to be they're going to win the Super Bowl. You complain about four turnovers. Nope. You have entered the octagon here. Whatever. There's eight teams left. Mm-hmm. From here on out, there's no such thing as well. I thought it would look better. Unless- Doesn't exist. Unless the Bengals have to play their third-string quarterback, nope. are without their top running back, <laughs> and I'm, so I'm not going to go through all the injuries. Well, is, is that point even for, more true if the Jaguars pull off an upset? Yes. Like, if there's no Chiefs the Jags, next week. But, but the Jags have been good. Yep. Miami was stumbling down the stretch. The Jags have won how many it, in a row now? Don't they have, like, a long winning streak? Who? Yes, the Jags, Jags do. They've yeah. won, like, six or seven straight or but something? But it's, it's a little like the NCAA tournament. If a one seed struggles against a 16, you say, whoa, how about that? If two rounds later they beat the four by the same score, it's fine. Yeah. Like quality of competition. Survive in advance is yep. it. Yep. Quality competition's ticking up. There will be no one, I promise you, no one calling to say, really got my concerns about this offense if they find a way to beat the Bengals, even if it's, you know, 10 7. All right. If they win 10 7, I'm calling for a quarterback change for the AFC Championship game. Wow. Benjamin Mahomes? Interesting. All right. <laughs> on to the NFC Championship Niners and Eagles. Ooh. Give me, the, give me the Niners. I think I'm on the Niners. Give me the Niners. They okay. look unstoppable. Can I ask you a question on that? I know who you're picking. Assuming the Bills are in the Super Bowl, who would you want to face, the Niners or the Eagles? I think it's the same. All right. I almost think it's the same. I'd be, yeah. th- I'd be the same. Because okay. if Philly gets through, aren't we thinking Hurts is fine, mm-hmm. they're great. Like, it's going to feel good. the same, I think. Yeah. They okay. both have very, very... Efficient, sharp offenses, a lot of weapons. And while like I might like the idea of, oh, I want to play Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, if he makes it to the Super Bowl, yeah. he's, he played, he's probably beat. played amazing. And he would be 9-0 or whatever since he took over. Yep. Would you have any rooting interest? Let's say the Bills aren't involved. Who would you be rooting for, the Niners or the Eagles? I've got family that are Eagles Ooh, that's fans, and that's question. fine. Yep. I mean, the Eagles just won. I, I find it hard to root to any for any Philadelphia team. I would root for the Niners. Okay. Bills Chiefs in Atlanta. By the way, I have, in to, oh, Atlanta. I have to factor in a neutral site game. I'm going to say what I said again recently. I'd be more more confident about Bills Chiefs than I am Bills Bengals. So I will take the Bills to beat Kansas City on a neutral site. Bills I'll win. take them to win an error if the game was there. Bills Niners. Ooh, that's the Super Bowl ooh. Chris Berman always wanted. I have to bring him back for this one. Tough matchup, but. Um, I'll go against Brock Purdy. That's a tough. I'd be really worried about the Niners' defense. The Niners' defense can make teams look really bad. And McCaffrey's been a hell of a pickup for them. Boy, that's that's a tough matchup. I almost probably would rather see him play Philly. Anyway, I'll take the Bills. Yeah, the Niners probably have better weapons. Man, they got. I mean, they have three superiorly. Superiorly? They have three really talented players at running back, tight end, and wide receiver. And by the way, Brandon Ayuk, I had him on my fantasy team. He's no slouch. He's good. But everybody talks about the other guys. But, yeah, you think about that, right? No offense to Brock Purdy, but McCaffrey, Kittle, and Samuel. And that defense? Woof. Um, so I think I'd actually rather see him play Philadelphia. Crazy has the one seed. So I'll, ta- I'll take the Bills. Bills win. Yeah. Okay. Cut. I think, honestly, just you got to beat Cincinnati, kids. I'm not saying it's easy. But to me, this is the game that worries me more than any other potential matchups after the Bengals. Really does. Just have I have nightmares so, about you know 
Chase and Higgins and Boyd and obviously what's going to happen is what happened in last year's AFC and after all this talk it's uh, going to be the Jaguars that go to the Super Bowl. Uh, like what? How'd that happen? We weren't even thinking about that. Jaguars Giants <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Does he come up with the Jacksonville special? I mean, they had a Philly special. He's got to have a Jacksonville special. They did run. The Giants ran a Statue of Liberty play last week. Did they? Yes. Really? Did, or did, and I, I missed that. It must not have see, worked because I did not they, see it. They did. It was like a small run for maybe five yards. Daniel Jones oh. went and faked a pass with his right hand and held the ball on his back, and Barkley took it off his hip, basically. I, I think I might want to see if you run the Statue of Liberty and get five yards, that's not working. It was very successful in touch I mean, football. I need like 50. Don't quote me on five, but they, okay. they ran the Statue of Liberty, if that's the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that, that is. That's that the is. Statue of Liberty? The so, Boise yeah. State ran in the Fiesta Bowl. That's where yeah, you put your line. arm up like fake. Yeah. Statue, and yeah. Statue of Liberty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, the statue, your arm like, being up like yeah. the Statue of Liberty yeah, is I the think, point of the Statue of Liberty. But wasn't there one where the quarterback rears their hand back to pass and then like drops it to someone that's behind them. That's not oh, the Statue of Liberty, though. What is that one, though? That's not... That's called something, too, but I forget what it is. The Okie Doke. I don't know. The, uh... <laughs> the... <laughs> one of the famous trick plays, other than hook and ladder, flea flicker, Statue of Liberty. The Fumble Rooski. Fumble Rooski. That's illegal, though, and late in the game. Yeah, but it's a cool nickname, and it was fun, it was fun to watch. Um, fake Spike. That doesn't really have a good name to it, right? Yeah, there's really nothing. That, that's it. We need more nicknames. Halfback pass, wide receiver pass, end arounds. Well, that's why you name plays like the home run throwback, Philly special. See, we need we need names of plays from playbooks. Yeah, I think that's called you drop your arm back and let the ball slide out the back and play. All right, there you go. Well, it's glory. Pick the Bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right, let's get right to it. Got to be super quick because, uh, shockingly, we're behind schedule. Brian in Dallas, thank you for holding on. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Good morning, guys. Hey, Thanks Brian. for the morning show. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Hey, just had a question for you. I, I, I do a lot of reading about the other teams that we're going to play every year and just kind of what their weaknesses are. Um, and I just had an observation. 
it seems like last year versus this year, it was a lot more of, uh, you know, we dare you to beat us. This is how we play. We dare you to beat us. This year, uh, and the Rams game looked a lot that, like that. But this year, it seems like since then, most every game seems to be based on maybe the other team's weakness. Like the New England game, for example, the secondary was supposed to be super weak. And I just wondered if that's what may account for more shots down the field and if that's kind of kept us from getting our rhythm. Well, Eli Apple is their top corner is not good. Yeah. But um, Jesse Bates at safety is very, very good. good. Yeah, and their defensive line is pretty is really good. I mean, I mean Mike Hilton's Reader. experienced corner. I wouldn't say he's a, that good a corner, but he's been in the league for a while. He's a veteran. Yeah, their pass rush. He, you know, you yeah, you're right, Brian. Uh, Jeremy just hit it for me. It's the guys up front. It's it's Reader. It's um, Hendrickson. It's Hubbard. To me, it's their guys up front that I would worry about more than anything in this game, and them getting some push from those guys. The whole thing about you know the the secondary and look. I think I saw a stat today, Miami Blitz, like 40% of the time. That's a really high number. So some of the whole discussion of Josh and deep balls and how they were aggressive in their game plan could have been they, they felt there were going to be plays where they had single coverage and that they would be able to take advantage of it. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't hit it. I would not think Cincinnati is going to be that aggressive. I wouldn't think they're going to blitz Josh as heavily as the Dolphins did. So I, I don't know if you could necessarily say, guys, this is what we did against New England and Miami. A lot of deep shots. I don't know about that. I don't think I, – I think Cincinnati would probably tend more towards – well, I don't think they'll go all out crazy like Miami did. Miami went all out crazy a lot, a lot of cover zero, and that's risky. Very fast conspiracy theory for you. You know how he said the officials were looking for the foreign object that kickers were oh, yeah. using? Yeah, that's right. Holders putting something on the ground and kickers would... They were looking for that to make sure that that didn't happen. We didn't have any of that, did we? I don't know, but the, the, the Cowboys kicker all of a sudden missed a bunch of extra points. Just saying. So he... Ju- that's funny. He did, he <laughs> mi- no, I'm just... You know, all of a sudden, missed, I can't make a kick? He missed three extra points in 17 regular season games. Yeah, and then missed four. And then he missed four PATs just last night. Coincidence? Probably. I think not. Probably. I like a good conspiracy theory. That's a good one. I like that a lot. 803-0550 to join us. That's, I, I teased this earlier. I never got to it. Let's talk a little bit more about the takeaways, turnovers, giveaways, and some of the numbers with the Bills. We'll do that going forward. Um, Steve Tasker. Jeez, I almost forgot. We're super late. Sorry, Steve. He's coming up in a moment, so I'll shut up. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.